Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. Today, we are talking about the incarnation. For those of you who don't know what that means, that's okay. It means that Jesus came to be with us. We're looking at the verse from John 1, 14a. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It's the verse that we're memorizing right now with Dwell. And it is just such a good verse. And I am super excited because we have the Bible teacher from the Bible Recap Show. Of those of you who listen to that, her name is Tara Lee Cobble, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about. And we are talking about this verse, this whole episode. That is what we are diving into. I am so excited. And welcome back, Tara Lee. I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we talked just a teeny tiny bit last time about how this idea of, I'm going to just say the verse again so that those of you who aren't familiar with it can hear it again. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So this idea of um, God coming to be with us, right? Um, but but so, so there's some words in there though that I think are we need to unpack a little bit. Um, for someone who's maybe newer to the Bible, especially um, this particular verse, there's just some interesting words, right? And ideas that I think if we talk about a little bit, they'll be like, oh, I get what you're talking about. So I want to kind of decode a little bit of it. So one of those words is the word. Mm -hmm. So the word became flesh. What is that? And and I think if we kind of look at the the context of our verse, maybe we'll see a little bit about what that is talking about. Um, so the rest of our verse says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. So who or what is this word that became flesh? The word is Jesus, Jesus, yeah. the son of God, God, the son. And um, we see that throughout the context of this chapter, as you mentioned, um, just you know, in the beginning, it's uh, the beginning of the verse or the beginning of the chapter. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm -hmm. He was in the beginning with God. And so we know that it's a he, we know that it was God and um, we see, you know, that it's God, the son, it's Jesus. And so Jesus made his dwelling among us, which is remarkable. I think it's easy if we don't pay attention to what scripture teaches to think that Jesus was created by God. And there's a popular idea in the world that Jesus was just, you know, a good teacher, good philosopher, great, great moral man, um, but not that he was God himself. And so we see in John 1 that Jesus is God and that Jesus has always existed. He wasn't created when he was born in a manger in Bethlehem. He wasn't created at all. Um, and he has always existed. He was in the beginning. Right. And it goes on to say, you know, that um, all things were created through him. All mm -hmm. things. So if all things that were created were created, nothing was without was that was created was created without him. So this idea that he couldn't possibly have been created because he didn't even fall into that category because he was mm -hmm. the creator of yeah. all the things that were created. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just, yeah, there's so much 
theology in that first chapter of John, it's it's like one of my absolute favorite passages of scripture. It just like blows my mind every time I even think about it. Um, so we've got this word who is the son of God, right? Who became flesh. So what does that mean, Terry Lee? When, so God, the son has always existed as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the name Jesus until he was born in Bethlehem. And so when he became flat, when he became human, when he took on flesh, when he left his heavenly dwelling and descended to uh, the earth and was born as a human here, it wasn't his first time encountering earth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he mm-hmm. made it. So, mm-hmm. um, and kind of knew what he like was he, in for. Exactly. <laughs> um, he's had a long standing relationship with Earth, but this is his first time coming to Earth in the flesh, born as a baby, to live on Earth among men, to encounter the trials and temptations that we encounter in our flesh, and to do it perfectly because we need his perfect righteousness, his, his the way that he. Uh, did not ever sin the way that he did everything he was ever supposed to do. We didn't just need his death on the cross to pay for our sins. We needed his righteous life to be attributed to us because the payment for our sins just gets us to zero. Like that just, you know, that doesn't get us an inherit an, inher- an internal inheritance in the kingdom with God, the father. We need the righteousness of God in order to get that. And so Christ came to take on human flesh to, to make us the children of God, that we might be adopted into his family, which is crazy. So he descended uh, to earth in order to lift us up. And, and, and it's just an incredible, remarkable trade. <laughs> it is. Who would do that? Why would anybody do that? Yeah. I mean, I think about it and I'm like, he basically took all of our junk. It's like if somebody came to my house on trash day and was like, listen, I'm going to take all of your trash and i'm going to give you the keys to my brand new tesla <laughs> that's like that, that that's is like what, what he did exactly. right yes. <laughs> like seriously why would anybody do that doesn't make sense right i mean it's incredible the, it's the glorious exchange uh, as it has been called so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so there's another verse that talks about how jesus gave his life as a ransom for many in mark uh 10:45 and i think I think, can you unpack that idea of of a ransom as well? I feel like that word, like there are a lot of different ways that the Bible helps us understand by giving us these picture images, right? So this idea of an exchange, this idea of like holiness being imparted Mm -hmm. on us. A lot of times we get these other images that are like, oh, well, what's a ransom? And if Jesus's life is a ransom, like what is that? What is he exchanging his life for, I guess? I watch a lot of true crime, and so I'm very familiar with what a ransom is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you've seen the movie Taken or anything like that, you know, like um, when someone is uh, is essentially being held captive, right? And um, you you give a payment to set them free that, that the ransom money, and essentially Jesus gave his life to set us free. Uh, he he gave his life as a ransom for many. And, um, and those who are in Christ are among the many that, that his ransom paid for to set us free. And, um, you know, I think of not only freedom from an eternal separation from him in hell, like not only freedom to, to dwell with him in his eternal kingdom, but also freedom from the sin that holds me captive in this life. 
that um, I'm not bound to that, that he has given me the opportunity to walk in a better way. And there's just freedom and joy in that. And he wants that freedom and joy for us. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how his perfect life was attributed to us. His righteousness was attributed to us. And some people may look at that and go like, well, great, then I can do whatever I want. But like, there's not freedom and joy for you in that. Like there might be temporary happiness, but there's still just this cavern of emptiness in your heart. And so he sets me free to obey him. I'm not bound to sin. I'm now a slave to Christ and not no longer a slave to sin. And mm-hmm. so um, I have the opportunity because his spirit dwells within me, which is just a whole nother level of uh, theology to unpack. But essentially, <laughs> like he has done it for me, modeled it for me, invited me to join him in it. It is mm-hmm. a beautiful relationship what that Jesus set up when he came to earth and, and took on flesh. Mm. So here's a question for you, Terry Lee. If there's somebody like a listener who's hearing all this and like, yeah, okay, you say that I could have freedom. How do we get there? You know, mm. like how, mm-hmm. if, if this is a great exchange that's happening, mm-hmm. like how do we make that real for us? If, if I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, I've heard about Jesus. I kind of mm-hmm. know this is, is a thing, but like, mm-hmm. how do you get from point A to point B of like yeah. going from that place of, uh, I'm still holding on to, I'm still a captive. I'm mm-hmm. still holding on to these things to I am set free. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of not just giving people practical steps because I think the, the temptation is to just do the thing and mm. miss the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big fan of inviting people into to knowing God more and to letting him do the doing in your life and um, and watching him transform your heart and change your heart because, I mean, we've all dieted. We all know what it's like <laughs> to know the steps and try to do them and fail, right? Right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Haven't we all tried to set up an exercise plan for ourselves, or um, we're going to get up earlier or we're not going to yell at our kids today. We know, we know mm-hmm. what we should do and like, okay, here's the, here's the way I'm going to not do this. Here's the way I'm going to like become the better version of myself. Oh, yeah. But- like I can step into a hospital and have all the tools and not be able to perform open heart surgery on myself, right? Like I've had open (laughs) heart surgery twice, wouldn't ever want to do it on myself. Those doctors who know what they're doing, they know how to fix my birth defects and they did it beautifully. And so healing comes when you, when you're closer to the healer. And so I would, I would invite those people into reading the word and looking for God and his character and not looking for your own to-do list not looking for ways that you can try to clean yourself up, but looking on every page of scripture for what you see about what God loves, what he hates, what motivates him to do what he does. Look for the character of God. And as you behold him, you will fall in love with him. He is infinitely lovable. And as you fall in love with him, you will see your own heart and life shift toward him. Hmm. And so instead of trying to shift it yourself, fall in love with a person and he, he does the doing. Hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. So our verse talks about him making his dwelling among us. And I think that this is a great segue into that, this idea of like, who is Jesus that he would make his dwelling among us. Right. Cause we're kind of, we're kind of dancing around that idea of, um, a God who would make this great exchange, a God mm-hmm. who would um, be infinitely lovable. So like, 
why would he do that? <laughs> I mean, Terry, do you even have an answer for this? Because I don't, I, every time I'm confronted with this idea of who it's, it's almost like, like, who is like our God? Who is right. even like him? Yeah. Uh huh. So I, um, I just this fall released a study on the Trinity uh, mm -hmm. with Lifeway called He's Where the Joy Is. And we take, um, we take a look over six chapters at the persons of God, their unity, their diversity, their roles. Um, mm. And, um, you know, we spend a chapter looking at Jesus. And one of the things that I, I talk about in that is like who he is, who he is to us, who he is within himself. Mm. Um, and, you know, since he has always existed, the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Spirit, they've always existed in perfect unity with each other. They are one in, in character and personality, one in will. And so um, there is not, it's not that God, the Father was the big, bad meanie and Jesus is the nice <laughs> one who like, you know, like that's not, they all have the same, all have the same personality, all have the mm -hmm. same will. And um within themselves, since they have all eternally existed together, they've always existed in love. They've always been loving each other and glorifying each other within their perfect triunity. Mm -hmm. And so we were created not because God needed us, not because God was lonely. He's not lonely. He's He's got himself in eternal joy, the, the Father, Son, and Spirit. And mm -hmm. so with this outgoing love, God created us. And so Jesus continues with that outgoing pursuit of us out of love to in, adopt us into the family of God. And one of the, the things that I love about the fact that he came to earth and became flesh, he didn't just like send us, you know, like a, a, a he didn't just like ride it in the sky with an airplane or whatever. He came and, and, hmm. and took on flesh. And so, you know, I lead these trips to Israel a few times a year where I take people and we study the Bible on site in Israel. And I have a guy on the ground that I work with there. His name's Moshe. And, a lot of people in Israel speak English, but not all do. And if we walk into a place that doesn't speak English, I need a translator. I need mm. someone who speaks both languages. I need Moshe to speak English to me, and I need Moshe to speak Hebrew to them. And because Moshe speaks both, he's the perfect translator between those two languages. And so Jesus, being God, then became human. And so now he he speaks both languages, essentially. He's able mm -hmm. to translate that love to us in a mm. way that... We, we wouldn't have understood fully otherwise. He mm. saw this. This is the perfect way for, for God the Son to become Jesus the God-man and to, to translate to sinners like us and then translate us into the kingdom. Mm. As I've been like doing this study for this verse and looking into it and, and all the things, that's one of the things I think that is so mind-blowing about a verse like this because it is talking about the Trinity, you know, it's talking and it's talking mm -hmm. about the essence of who Jesus is, right? His full Godness and his full humanness, you know, and his ability to to make to be the mediator for us. Um, and that that was his desire from eternity past was to to be with us, to dwell with us and to um to release us from captivity and to make us his own. I just think it's such a beautiful story. It is. It's the most beautiful one. <laughs> it is. It is the yeah. most amazing. I just, I mean, it just, like, we talked a little bit um, in our first episode with Tara Lee about her passion for what she does. And I, I think the more that you know the story of Jesus, the more that he draws you in, 
and makes your story part of his story. And mm-hmm. it just is so beautiful. And I, I just, I love hearing from you. I love um, your teaching. And I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we're running out of time. So I just want to say thank you for being <laughs> here, for having me here today. And, yeah. um, and for those of you who don't know, Tara Lee is like every day, you can hear her every day talk about the Bible. So if you are enjoying hearing her talk about the Bible, she does it every day. She does the, the God shot and she also does the the Bible recap, which is a daily podcast that you can listen to as you read through your Bible and have somebody help you to really consume it and understand it and make it more accessible to you. So way to go, Tara Lee. I love it. I love your heart for Jesus. And we have one more episode with you. So um, come back again next week and listen. Um, we are going to be talking about applying these ideas. So we've mm-hmm. been kind of talking about the theology of the incarnation of Jesus coming to dwell with us. But what does that mean for us? How does that affect our daily lives? So I'm super excited. Thanks, Tara Lee, for being with us. And go to our show notes if you want any links to any of Tara Lee's stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.